Oh yeah, you betcha. We're back. After two weeks of solid absence, we are back with year two. You had a nice sabbatical. Uh, of the yeah, seriously, of the Vox <laughs> podcast. Oh my goodness, you've missed us. I can I can just hear I can hear it all across the country groaning because there was nothing on Monday morning. So we are back and uh, we're kicking off year two um, with a bit of a of, of a treat. So so a year ago, this is uh, 2016 fall of 2016. In fall of 2015, I'd resigned uh, from a church and didn't quite know what to do with myself. And so I approached my friend Andy and I said, hey, how do you do a podcast? I think that'd be interesting. And um, and he's, and so he was talking to me about what what's true of the podcast space that's different from maybe a sermon mm-hmm. or a book or a, you know, just what, what, what are the expectations? Like what, what's, what, what, what can you do in a podcast that you can't do other places? And he said, you know, you got to listen to um, uh, a podcast called Bad Christian. Mm-hmm. And I immediately loved the name. And so I went and, uh, and listened to several episodes of the Bad Christian podcast. And then there was an extension of that uh, called The Pastor With No Answers, which mm-hmm. if you listen to Bad Christian, it's perfectly titled. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and one of the guys that hosts both is a guy named Joey Svensson, yep. who is a past actual pastor in South Carolina. And, um, and uh, so, so we actually were able to, to get an interview with him in the same way we did with Science Mike. And Godless, they all—they're all kind of in these in these really great spaces. So we're—we we're, were super excited to talk to him. So we—we're going to present the interview. Couple of disclaimers. First, mm-hmm. um, he's got a book coming out called Fundamentalist, and it's about his journey with mental illness in a fundamentalist church, mm-hmm. and how those two kind of produce some crazy thinking. And he's—if uh, you listen to the podcast, uh, if you listen to him at all, he is super honest. And this is, uh, the book is um, ridiculously honest. Yeah. and, and <laughs> Uncomfortably and, honest yes, for a lot of people. Yes, and so is our interview with him. So, right. you, so if you are listening with kids, because some of you listen with kids, um, if, uh, if you're listening in a public space, uh, <laughs> just, just know there's, um, there's some, uh, some subject matter that is honest and some language that is honest. And, and, and we know that and, and didn't, you know, we, we've done similar things. So we're not, we just want to give you a, give you a heads up. Right, right. This might be an earmuffs episode for the kids. And, yes. and this, this might be one for the parents to listen to first and then. Cussing alert. Yeah. But, but it's a reflection of his book. And sure. his book is occupying, like, I want to tell you what it was like to have OCD mm-hmm. in a fundamentalist church where I had to pray, you know, every night. I mean, and he'll talk about. I had to pray every night to make sure I'd prayed correctly. Right, right. So that if I died in my sleep, I, I could uh, I could know that I was going to heaven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I won't give away the the book or anything, but there's just one one like he, he kind of goes through in chapter one, like how how intense this was as like a kid. Oh you know, like he'd be hanging out with his his friends playing video games, and he'd think of something and realize. Oh my gosh, I got I got to go do the prayer again. Yep. And he'd like, you know, kind of like, oh, I got to use the bathroom, run into the bathroom and like, you know, do the prayer and then so, it's so just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And so this hits for us a couple of topics. Mental illness is a topic we've explored. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're huge advocates for people telling their story and making permission for other people to either be public and ask for help if they're wrestling or um uh, what it is to give grace to somebody that you know and love that's wrestling through some of this stuff. Secondly, we we are are big fans of trying to close the gap between how Christians present themselves uh, to the world, particularly if you're in professional vocational ministry, mm-hmm. um, and what we're really like. Right. And so so he he speaks passionately about that, and I love love that. And then it just gives us an opportunity to. Uh, make friends and find brothers and sisters in arms um, in this space that that Vox you've been gracious enough to allow Vox to 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 be in, which is our tagline is to talk about anything. So um, we we've tried to do that, and yeah. and he embodies that like Absolutely. like times ten. So 
Um, so we're excited about that. Um, as always, want to let you know just a couple of things. Um, we've shifted from subversivekingdom.com to voxpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's where you're going to find us now. We're going to shut Subversive Kingdom down. Yep, it's all forwarding now. So you can't even get to Subversive Kingdom. So, so you can contact us. You can, you know, say hello. You can get on an email list, right? You can yep. do all of that at voxpodcast.com. Yep. Um, and, uh, and then we also are... Um, we also have our little church podcast. We talk about this all the time, but we always have people coming from the podcast. We have visitors. Yeah. We had a visitor from Philadelphia. We've got, uh, they, 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 they didn't just come for us, just to be clear. But, um, <laughs> but we've met a bunch of you from all over California and, and a couple from out of state. And so we're super grateful that when you're in Northern California, you'd stop by, not Northern Orange County, that you would stop by and say hello. That uh, is voxoc.com. And we have a Vox Community podcast, which are the teachings and the stories from our gatherings. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're live streaming uh, that. If, at uh, 9 a.m. On, on the live stream app. Yep. Right, on the live stream app, 9 a.m. Pacific time. So, you know, if you're like, man, what, what, a guy with Mike's voice, what's that guy look like? Well, <laughs> just picture Jabba the Hutt and uh, my wife, like Princess Leah. But and mainly the tongue. Idea. That's that's what we're referring no. to. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I was thinking more of the double chins, but okay. <laughs> or, or the big brown eyes. <laughs> oh, no. You have the big that's brown true. eyes. That's um, true. Uh, and then uh, one last thing. Um, we are super excited. You're, we're going to release this on, on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Thursday of that same week, we are doing our first Vox live show, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that is Thursday the twenty seventh at well, it's called Villain at Studios, Villain Studio, Villain Studios in Placentia, downtown yep. Placentia, which you know is where you go, and um, we're going to have Coors Light there, and which I'm very excited about. <laughs> and for people over over the age of twenty one, there's Coors Light. Um, and, uh, and we're going to record a show on, uh, our last show before the election. It's just, we're, we're calling it the kingdom of God and, uh, and politics. Right. And so it's not a Trump thing. It's not a Hillary thing. It's a much bigger thing. We're going to do some Q and a, mm-hmm. we are, um, so I'm, I'm present a little bit of material. Andy and I will, will be up there recording like we do. And then we're going to record a Q and a out of that. Right. And, uh, so it's, it's free. Right. And Izzy Ray will be there. She's going to be playing Ray. some music. Yep. Yep. Uh, Andy will be there with in a tank top is what i'm <laughs> what i'm predicting um based on our weather yeah and uh and uh you, you we we need uh, we're full right we right. have rsvps we have, right i mean at the time we're recording this we have like a, a handful of spots left but uh and we we opened up because we had a lot of demand but um you know if this if this thing pops and you guys let us know you know that you would love to have this uh in your area right now i mean we'd love to you know kind of travel between la orange county san diego and and you know see if you guys would be interested in coming together and listening listening to our nonsense and, and yes. do this in front of you so yes. if, you're, if you're interested i mean please let us know at hello at voxpodcast.com and yeah let us work it out this is gonna be our first one and the thing sold out in three hours and so we're just like all right it's well, like taylor swift man this is like freaking taylor swift territory <laughs> so um i knew you were trouble when you first walked in or is that how it go anyway yeah, um sure. so so anyway here's our interview uh with pastor joey svensson and uh again um earmuff time uh if uh if appropriate so here you go pastor joey yes hey thanks for joining us yeah hey thanks for calling me pastor man because that's uh, i feel so disrespected whenever people just call me joey yeah <laughs> seriously <laughs> seriously and uh do you have an official pastoral degree um i i well the the or are you question, self-entitled? Are you a kind of a like an apostle? You know, you just kind of roam around calling yourself that, or is it legit? Yeah, well, it depends on how you define legit. I actually got <laughs> a master's a master's degree from uh, uh, a yep. school in India that is not. Um, are you being 40, real right now? Yeah, I am. Okay, I am. It was. I always forget the word of whether it's official in America. It's accredited. Um, Yes, it's not yes. accredited in America, okay. but I don't care. I just did it for the learning. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, I have a master's degree from. I have a Indians. PhD from a, a guy in Nigeria that needed uh, twenty five hundred dollars, <laughs> and yeah. so that you got from Craigslist. Yeah, exactly. All right, and and, and you are a pastor. It is yep. a you are an official pastor. 
Yep. At a, at a I get, large I get church? The tax break and everything. That's man. what I'm talking um, about. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a large church that is spread out um, with different locations. Yes. So okay. our location, probably 350, 400, but this is a church of close to 15,000. So yeah, it's a, it's one of those monster mega churches. Man. So are you a, uh, are you a campus pastor? Is that the, That's is that it. the right? Okay. So you That's oversee right. that location. Right. You get it. Do you teach? Do you get to teach uh, there? Very rarely. Okay. Very rarely. Okay. Yep. So they trust Typically. you to push play. Yes. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> and, yes. and, and which came first for you? The, so I'm assuming, how long, how long has the pastor gig been going? Since 08, I've been working at Seacoast since 05. Okay. So I've been here for a while. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then when did, the, when did uh, it, for those uh, Voxers who don't know, um, Joey is a founder and host of two of the most influential podcasts kind of in the religion and spirituality space. No, mm-hmm. just in general. Um, in, in of all. Yeah, behind cereal. Of, uh, behind, yeah. yes. And, and just behind the Harry Potter sacred text, Joel Olstein <laughs> fight for number one. Um, so you've got Bad Christian and you've got, um, which is kind of like the Oprah show. Bad Christian has launched all of these podcast careers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Science Mike is the Dr. Phil and, and whatever <laughs> else. And, um, <laughs> and I'm just waiting for Bad Christian to start giving away cars. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and then Pastor with No Answers, right? That's the, that's the more recent of the two. Yeah. 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 We've been, my brother and I, we've been doing that one for a year. So, how would you, how would you, when people say like, how do you describe the space that you guys are in with those podcasts? Um, you're in the Bible Belt. Yeah. But you're having really interesting, really raw, really honest discussions about stuff not normally talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, so you're asking kind of like what makes us unique. How like do you, what, how do you describe niche? it? If you're, if you're talking to somebody that, um, that, that doesn't have any idea of, of what it is that you do, yeah. How, how are you describing the space that bad Christian and pastor with no answers kind of occupies? Yeah. Well, two, that's, those are two different questions. So with bad Christian, I would say that the three of us are, our, our short-term goal is to be as real as we can possibly be similar to what we are behind closed doors, but there are definitely limitations there because mm-hmm. uh, I would get fired from my jobs. I would, <laughs> nobody, people would stop listening to our podcast just because behind closed doors, of course, we say the most right. insane, craziest sure. jokes you could ever imagine. Yeah. So Billy uh, Bush, we, hey, Billy Bush has a job opening, so he, yeah. might, <laughs> he, might, he might be a great podcast host yeah. for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we believe in, uh, we believe in that gap being as small as it can possibly be. So I think what people get from our podcast is they're like, wait a second, wait a second. They're scratching their heads because they're just like, these guys are Christians. And yet they're asking that that dude's a pastor and he's, he's expressing (laughs) major doubt. And then that dude just said, fuck. And like, wait a second here. This just doesn't make sense. And I'm telling you, as crazy as it sounds, I'm telling you, there have been been people that have written us. And uh, because I've I've had people say, look, come on. I mean, seriously, the language. I mean, I'm not I'm not anti cuss words, but seriously. And our answer to like, is it necessary? And our answer is, well, first of all, that's kind of how we talk just generally. So we're we're not really doing anything just to do it. But secondly, we have had people tell us when we heard you guys say certain words, the walls came down because all of a sudden we're like, they're, they're like, okay, those are our people. They're, they're saying Jesus and these words. And I I know that may sound silly to people, but the people that that sounds silly to, that's not who we're talking to. So go ahead and, and, and go ahead and call it silly. That's fine. It's not for you. Yeah. And then, and then pastor with no answers. Is that, how do you see that um, as a, occupying a different space? Yeah, well, yes. It, the the different space that it's occupying is is kind of for me personally. Like it's it's almost an outlet for me. Like I love doing bad Christian, but the purpose of bad Christian isn't necessarily to take one topic and right. you know do it for an hour. We have done that, but you know we also want to cut up. We want to be very personal, tell stuff what's going on in our lives and, and that sort of thing. 
pastor with no answers i mean the title of the episode is a topic and that's what we talk about the yeah. whole time and and i will say that i am a little i think the nature of it is a little more um a little less reckless yeah um, okay mm-hmm. But but to me, that's not inauthentic, just as it wouldn't be inauthentic for me not to say the F word in front of my grandma or for me not to beatbox at a funeral. Like there's just different <laughs> places where we where we act a little bit differently because yeah. we're just kind of a, adapting to the environment. Of sure, sure. I, I, I mean, in my experience, like I felt like pastor with no answers seems like a very true expression of where where you kind of live and exist and the kind of topics that you've been really interested in, even with the guests yep. on Bad Christian and where you, it seems like if I was to take this topic to a different area and different level, how would I have that conversation? And you kind of, yeah. you go there. So I, I kind of appreciate the the expression and the extension because I feel like I can listen to both shows and I'm getting like a larger breadth of, of like your interests. Like, I mean, and I've started listening to Unstoppable Badass, like with Toby, yeah. which is just like <laughs> the most outrageous podcast Andy, variety stop. show. Stop. Right. Stop. <laughs> Toby, or excuse me. Andy's going fanboy right now, which hardly, which hardly. No, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. He's he's always considered me a poor substitute um, for the Bad Christian uh, Podcast Network. Now, how has this? What I'm curious about is how has stepping into that space uh, affected your Jesus following? So, yeah. so, so it's it's much more public. Um, it's become a thing. Right, because bad Christian now um, is a thing. It's it's you right. gotta have a host of podcasts. You host a podcast network. You have a a bunch of stuff, a bunch of tributaries kind of coming out of it. How has that changed yeah. the Jesus following? That that you know is the heart of kind of what you do as a pastor and and just for you personally. Yeah, well, I just think it's it's remarkable to me personally just how much of an impact the guests that we've had on our show for just an hour talking to them. And oh my gosh, the wheels in my mind have just been turning like crazy. So I I think I've been, and I I honestly, I think there's a knee jerk reaction to this word because it's just used all the time, but there's no other way of saying that I've been going through a significant deconstruction of faith because people have to understand I came from a very fundamentalist Pentecostal, don't wear shorts to church sort of background. So yeah. obviously I, I've, I've changed a lot, but some of the change, I mean, and, and I went from being super broken and super in, in a very dark place of, of not even understanding faith to, you know, way more uh, free place. But like, for example, Science Mike, Peter Inns, um, you know, Mikey Bridges from Sometimes Sunday. I mean, just which is an old school Christian band that mm-hmm. most people have never heard. I'm just listening to these guys and I'm like, ah, oh, these are my people. Like, mm-hmm. I, sure, there there's some people locally that I can rub shoulders with and, and be that way with. But yeah. there's just something about I mean, I love all my Christian brothers and sisters, but there's something about people that just get what you're talking about and you don't have to you know, explain yourself. So I would say that's been a a huge one, but man, just in general, I mean, Matt and I, Matt's one of the Mm co-hosts, we were talking about just a year ago, we can listen to podcast episodes that we've done or things that we've written and be like, wow, I can't believe I said it that way because I'm not (laughs) even sure if if I'm there. And, Hmm. you know, he makes a pretty profound statement, which I would agree. He's like, if you're not changing your beliefs at all, then you're not growing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've always been a little bit, I don't know about, but I'm fully on board with that. I mean, I I just think because otherwise we're assuming that everything we believe is perfectly accurate and we've just got an an end to absolute truth and we know exactly what it is. So how many people that would come to your campus know, know this other side? Yes. The people that do know are the ones that like it. The people that don't know are the ones that would leave the church. So okay. All right. That's like, good. <laughs> there, there's definitely, I, you know, I have been very careful just because just it's really because of how I wanted to roll. Like our church is, is pretty loose with this sort of thing, but I just, I do not want to use my local church to get bad Christian out. So it Great. just, people just started to discovering it. And there has been a few situations where the wrong people have discovered it. Yeah. And uh, I'm telling you, seeing how our senior pastor, who, again, is the pastor of a 15,000 member or attended church, 
it was it was pretty awesome to see how really? he handled that. Oh, I oh yeah. love it that. It was pretty awesome. Okay, yeah. so he really yeah. he really was with you and blesses this and Well, here's here's what he said. He he copied me. Well, the the lady copied me on the email that she sent him and he basically right. responded and said, "Look, I don't agree with everything that he's saying, but I trust his heart. They're talking to a demographic that would not listen to us." That's good. And um, That's right. That's exactly you know, right. And, and so he didn't go out there and said, yeah, I agree with everything sure. I support, but, but he did say I support him. And yeah. I mean, I'm telling you that, that just meant a lot to see him handle it that yeah, way. Yeah, that is wonderful. <laughs> but I, I will say we're also a church that if it, you know, I, I think we've been lucky that there has been significant distance from people that go to Seacoast Church and people that listen to Bad Christian because they really are two different crowds for the most part. Yep. And I'm not sure if we've seen the what what they would see as detrimental effects of the two overlapping more. I, I don't think I would see it as detrimental. I'd be like, no, this is good. People are being challenged yeah. in what they think. Yeah. But I understand where they're coming from, too. Like, they see their role as shepherding, and if they think yeah. my role in bad Christian would be confusing to people that go to Seacoast, then so be it. That's, do you think that'll do you think that'll change with the book coming out? So you've got a book coming know. out called Fundamentalist. Yeah. Right. About your journey with mental illness and it yeah. is raw as yeah. you know, as and <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even have a stronger word for raw. It's just like <laughs> take raw and multiply it and and then you get this. And so do you think that'll change at all? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I mean, you know, and, and here's what I think is so interesting because I a hundred percent agree with how you just described the book, but like it's it's only raw because people are not going there and yeah. and mm -hmm. and the there that I'm talking about is just simply telling the truth this is the stuff I went through yeah. like these are the thoughts that were in my head and I'm willing to say them and I mean the the only like it's not hurting anybody like and that's what I think is so crazy is so many people be like whoa you got to watch you know you're you've got a certain level of influence and stuff I was like for telling the truth like i mean is that's a that's a bad thing yeah, yeah. um so yeah it's uh it's 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 unfortunate that it would be seen as raw but sure. i totally agree and, so, and uh, no go ahead no go ahead I, w I was just i was thinking of so i've i've uh been very public about clinical depression and anxiety um yeah. and that's been you know as you as you kind of come out to use that language um it's so interesting how many people uh, come to you and say, oh yeah, me too, me too, me too, me right. too. Right. And I would imagine um, in the fundamentalist background that you describe in yeah. the Bible Belt, um, there's there's extra like um, stigma to overcome. Yeah. Um, so so share, if you wouldn't mind, just share a little bit about what 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 the it is that you've had to wrestle through in in the Jesus following and and kind of and kind of how bad Christian and pastor with no answers is kind of the, it's, it's almost an expression of the journey you've had to go on to wrestle right. with all the stuff rattling around your head. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start answering the question. If I'm, if I'm not answering what you're asking, then just stop me. But I would say that it is really one word and that's honesty. Like, I think that there is so much, um, in authenticity in the church and it's motivated i think from a good place because we actually do think man if we can really moderate how people perceive us right then we are going to be way more helpful in influencing them and that's wrong and you know i'll give you a perfect example the higher a person is on the totem pole, the more careful they have to be. And, you know, oh, don't drink in public and all that stuff. Well, what happens when that person falls? Because we right. all are going to fall. Then it is mayhem. Right. And then yeah. you've got thousands and of people that, that were like all over all the all time, over. man, yes. all the time. So, yes. I mean, I, I I'm surprised and shocked that we currently are not at a point where we're just like, well, wait a second. This is all wrong. Like everybody start being open. And man, I wish that there were some mega church pastors like at the level of, you know, your Andy Stanley's. Right. And oh, I would love it if he said, you know what? Screw this. 
I'm changing everything. Like no more guarding anything. No more. You know, I actually had a mega church pastor come on the Bad Christian podcast and love the guy, respect him. But he actually told me on the podcast, he said, um, because there was an episode with Lecrae that we did. And Mm -hmm. I told Lecrae that we were at a music festival and someone asked us what were our struggles with porn recently. And I was like, I, okay, now it's do or die. Do I say it or do I hide it? Because that, (laughs) because that week I had looked at porn and it's, it's not a habit that I was in. I thank the Lord. I wasn't an addict, but I knew it was that week. So I could have just said, Oh yeah, I'm doing well. But I was just like, okay, I can't, I can't do that. That's against everything we've ever said. And so in front of hundreds of people, I shared that. And I, I told that to this pastor and, uh, he basically said, yeah, you should have done that in a smaller group. And I'm just thinking, you know, I've really, I, I disagreed with him, but now you know, a year or two later, I can't disagree anymore because basically what we're saying is me being open about something that's real in my life is harmful to people. Right. Yeah. That's insane. You're giving them yeah. permission. That's you're, insane. you're not being a good example. Condoning right. sin. So, so, so what I'm hearing you say, and I, and I, I resonate so d- diligently with this. Um, is it's the it's the pretending that the church yeah. has embraced yeah. that fuels so much of um, how it is that you are inhabiting public Christian space. It's right. the it's the the reason we want to close that pr- public private gap is yeah. because we still are surprised when pastors you know resign for marital troubles mm-hmm. or right. inappropriate mm-hmm. texting or drinking too much or whatever. We're still shocked by that. Right, and right. there is a consumer sort of consumer um, producer dynamic where churches have a vested interest in perfect leaders and leaders have a vested interest in maintaining their perfect image. Right. Yeah, totally. And so so you're stepping out talking about mental illness with uh, a degree of rawness that I don't even think bad Christian is fully captured although it's come close yeah uh, it sounds like so so what 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 are the things that you're most excited about this is your first book is that right? Your first solo, uh, it, yeah, it, first solo, yep, yep, and and dude, I have to say this that I I I can't even feel right about uh, saying solo. Matt Johnson, who uh, works with us, helped me so much. Like he's got a background in editing and writing and all that stuff. So I mean, this book would not have been done without him. Basically, the setup is I'm writing all the content, but then he's going through it and putting it in a logical order and all that. Yep. So just just yep. props to him. Uh, but yeah, I would say the the most the thing that excites me the most is what initially brought hesitation. And that is I actually came to a place where I saw this content coming together and I saw where this book was going and I stopped and I said, do I really want this to be public information? Right. And it was, it was seriously a crossroads for me. It's like the porn question. Yeah. It's like the porn question. Is it, is it, are we really going to go there? Right. Right. Exactly. And, the answer, once once it dawned on me, I was like, this is such an easy answer. Of course I want to go there because if if I don't go there, then I, I believe that could possibly bring harm because here I am, a human being, that for some reason or another, God has given us some sort of uh, a listenership, mm-hmm. and I really have struggled with these bizarre, irrational thoughts, depression, OCD, so I keep that secret. And basically, I'm just telling all of our listeners who do struggle with all that, hey, keep struggling and screw you, because I'm certainly not going to go there with you. And uh, so, man, we have one life to live, and I'm probably, you know, I've got a good 30 years left. Why would I not just? Because you're in your 20s. Open? You're in your early 20s. Clearly. Thank you, man. I know I look that way. <laughs> I know I look it. So let me ask you this. So, so we just we just planted a church out of a podcast. Yeah. And um. And so we're in the process of, of trying to combat some of the things that, that, you, that you're combating as well. Mm-hmm. If you yep. were going to start a church um, with, with, with kind of all of this in view, what would that, what would that look like? Well, Do you ever think about uh, that? Yes, I, I have already. 
So um, we have my wife and I, we have a Sunday night group that we uh, unapologetically call it a church because Mm -hmm. it is. And um, the majority of people that are involved um, are not affiliated with another church. They're just like, no, this is our place. And I think just just some low hanging fruit is the fact that. It's not all contingent on anybody getting paid. It's not contingent on us having to pay for a location. It's not centered around one dude that's that's teaching weekly. Um, our resources are are combined to where we actually have gotten shit done with money and <laughs> within within the group and outside the group. And I'm t- dude. I underscored that majorly as far as just how much that brings people together. Mm-hmm. When you are actually giving up financial resources and you're seeing other people do the same and then you're seeing other people benefiting from that. I mean, yeah. talk about drawing a group close together and just, you know, I think uh, recognizing that, hey, you know what? The best possible way you can spend your time together is hanging out and then getting below the surface and just talking about stuff. And the fact that most of us are Christians, hey, the Jesus stuff is going to come out. We are going to go spiritual. You know, we are going to seek truth together. And if we believe God is truth, then we're going to arrive there, you know, at some point. And, uh, but man, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I would say the, it's, it's more the absence of a bunch of stuff than it is. Oh, that's good. That's a good way to describe it. That's Hmm. a good way to describe it. Yeah. So, um, as as if if you were going to give people a reason uh, to read Fundamentalist, um, what, what's the reason? What's the what's the thing you want them walking away from? With, yeah, with yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want to give people permission, and uh, you know this this is how I approached it, and so this is why I think it's such a fun read. Is I want to give people permission to read it just out of entertainment if they want to. <laughs> now, now that's. <laughs> That is actually, and I think people would understand, that's actually actually an uncomfortable thought for my wife. And I honor that and I respect that. And the reason why it's uncomfortable for her is it's not just an entertaining story for her. It's right. been hell. Yeah. Like she's actually gone through real stuff with me and it's actually been super painful. So her thinking about someone reading you know, my story, which is a part of her story, and just saying, oh man, that's awesome. That was a... That, that doesn't sit well with her. And so I understand that. Um, but I just I, I kind of think that if somebody reads it from beginning to end and even approaching it as, man, this is super interesting and I'll get some laughs out of it. I think the byproducts of it will be more of an understanding of mental illness. And that is helpful because either we struggle with mental illness or we know someone that does. And so hopefully just through my openness and, and what I what I didn't set out to do is is like be an authority authoritative uh, voice with with that stuff. All I can do is tell my story and what I've learned and the questions I still have, the questions that I think that I have answered and, uh, you know, just kind of go from there. Yeah. What do you, um, if this, because it seems like the word to describe what you're looking for is permission. So permission to be in process if you're struggling or permission to love those who are uh, right. who are struggling and the book, yeah. I mean, you can't, we can't say it enough. Holy cow. It is so freaking raw. Um, are, are there any, so it sounds like your, your sweet wife, um, has some wrestlings. Is there anything else that concerns you about all of this going public? Um, cause you've, you've, hmm. you've talked about some of this, right? I mean, I don't think you've made, oh, yeah. you've made it a secret. You've wrestled with some of this, but some of the, yeah. it seems like some of the content is more, um, uh, more raw than yeah. what you've covered so far. Yeah. Well, well, here's, you guys are going to kick out of this. So the penis chapter and, uh, <laughs> you know, so, so basically just a, some quick context is I, I had an irrational fear that, uh, masturbating in the seventh grade, uh, was premature and it tricked my body into stopping the growth of my penis. And so I struggled with this for years and it sounds like a joke, but it sure laugh, but it also happened. But I think what's so funny is we were talking about something on the bad Christian podcast. And this is obviously to a lot of people, it's an epic story. Cause it's like, <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. And something was mentioned and it just 
made me think of that. And so I'm telling Matt and Toby this for the first time. And I mean, <laughs> you should see the look on Matt's face like his because we make fun of him because he's not that much. You know, it doesn't show a lot of emotion. And his eyes were just as big as baseballs. And he just kept shaking his head. No, not out of don't go there, but just out of I cannot believe this is happening. <laughs> like I cannot <laughs> believe we're talking about this. So, um, you know, the the only other concern would be, and I and I, I want to parent very differently than I think what is expected as uh, from from church folks with Christian parents. I think there's a certain way of doing it that I don't necessarily agree with, but. Mm-hmm the outside chance that any of my kids could be heckled for some of this material. Mm. I hate the thought of that, but I don't think the book is worth not writing because of that. And I just think that, uh, I think our lives are, are so, um, our lives are already public on, on the podcast. And I just, I want my kids to be drenched in a culture of none of us are the heroes. Like none of us have things together. We do have uh, major stuff that's wrong with us. And so sure, there's going to be hiccups along the way as far as people getting hurt and wishing that some such and such wasn't out there. But I guess that that could possibly fall in the category of fear, but I just don't, you know, bottom line is when my daughter is um, old enough to my daughters and sons, when they're old enough to understand sex and all that stuff, by all means, read the book, you know, and then let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, go. You hit on something I think is really interesting, which is kind of how Christians parent. Yeah. uh, Versus um, at least the expectation of what Christian parenting is versus what you're thinking. Can you explore that a little bit? Well, for me, I, you know, oh man, if I had not gone through the changes that I've gone through in the last six or seven years, parenting from a spiritual perspective would have just been so easier because this so black and white, just sealed tight theology, sweetie, this is just how it is. Like you just have to believe it. I know what such and such says. I know what your science teacher says. I know what all they say, but they're just wrong. You have to disregard all of that stuff where now, I mean, I, I remember uh, my daughter, you know, she's 10 now and she she's asked questions about Adam and Eve. And I'll say, look, I'll tell you what dad thinks. Um, but bottom line, it's not even really that important. Like if 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 Genesis is allegorical, that doesn't mean that the Jesus that we're following is any less real. You know, if it is a true historical story, then great. You know, she's asked questions about hell. And I said, uh, sweetie, not all Christians believe that people are going to be tortured forever. There's actually different beliefs. And so just not setting them up to have only heard one sealed tight approach to theology and then getting in the real world and hearing all sorts of stuff, you know, and then they're thinking on their own. So I, I want to raise them with more of a, I don't have the answers. And, and I mean, I'm so comfortable with this part. I will tell my kids, I don't have the answers about most stuff, but your dad has found to just believe that Jesus is God and that he came on this earth and that he came to like rescue us because he wants us to be with him forever. And the only way was for him to die. That's the thing that I'm just convinced of. Like I'm just, you know, but I also have no problem with saying, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I just don't think so. Like I am convinced and and here's why, but uh, I don't, Gosh, I don't want to. Um, you should start. You should start the Father with No Answers podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there I, you go. I, no, I mean, I, I, as so, I have three kids too. Yeah. Um, do you have three? I didn't. I, I just. Four. Mean, I have okay. Four. All right. Yeah. So, I'm still. But can I tell up. you that I, 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 I don't want to sound too confident because that's not uh, totally authentic. It, that also scares me um, because I. I am so fresh in rethinking things. And, and I want to debunk something that uh, I think a lot of, you know, if you do have some conservative listeners, I'd imagine you have some just mm-hmm. like we do. Um, mm-hmm. There's like a misconception of people that are going through de- deconstruction. Like they're these rebels that just are setting out to ruffle feathers and shake things up and stuff. I cannot. It, that's so wrong. I can't help like the stuff that I'm processing. And I feel like I'm being honest in reacting to these things that I have to think through. So 
I it, it would be so much nicer if if I didn't right. have to think anything. It'd be so right. much easier. Oh, sure. That's just not the reality. But uh, what what is a little uncomfortable is the fact that I'm figuring things out right now, yeah. and I'm also given responsibility for kids that are looking at me for cues. Yes. Um, now yes. my wife, my wife, it's so awesome. That does not bother her a bit. She's just like, no, I want my kids to be free. I want them to know that God loves them. And, uh, we, we are not going to worry about that because she sees just the adverse effects that my upbringing, not necessarily from my parents, but more from, right. you know, the churches that we're involved in. I mean, it messed me up. I still struggle. I went to my friend, uh, Devin's mom's funeral, um, last week and he came from the same churches that I came from. And I'm telling you, hearing that pastor, there was a part of me that was almost like scared because mm. it just took mm. me back to a place of such bondage that I didn't even realize I was under as a kid. I mean, as a kid, I enjoyed going to church. I liked going there. I thought like this, hey, this is the place to be. But inside, there was like this this fear that was being fed to me and like this, this bondage and, you know, constant fear of having to have said the right words to, to, um, you know, um, and, and I talk about this in the book, it's almost like I saw God as like a computer program more than a, than a personal God that loved me. And it was like, if I type in the right words, then I'm saved. But if I mess up on some things, he can't save me, you know, because I didn't give him the, the, the password that gets me in. And, uh, I, I, I have to, gives I have to point to the churches that I was raised in and and say you guys are at fault with some of that because it because it wasn't just that there was mental illness I mean that's a big enough issue right but but it's also that the church's handling of Jesus the teaching the way they've they've presented Jesus following also made much worse right uh the struggle correct right oh yeah definitely it was a it was a recipe for disaster so like the, my yo go ahead I was just going to say my mental illness that included OCD, when you match that with the legalism and the grace with strings attached, I mean, it was a recipe for disaster. Yes. And, uh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep it. There's, there's just good stuff. I keep wanting to pull out. Um, so, so the grace with strings, talk about that. What was, how did that play? Oh, it's, it just, it blows my mind. Like I literally went to a church from the time I was eight to the time I was, uh, graduated from high school, two different churches. And I mean, people were just so happy about grace. Praise God. We are saved by grace. We sang songs about being saved by grace, but I swear to you, the vast majority of people, including the pastors believed that, Man, if if you were driving in your car and you were having lustful thoughts and you got in a wreck, you're in hell forever because you had unrepentant sin. And mm. Jesus is mm. not powerful enough to figure that one out. And so <laughs> it's just like you're on you're on shaky ground wow. all the time. Dude, I'm telling you, the most serious prayers of repentance that I ever had was before falling asleep. Because I knew once I was asleep, that's eight hours of if I have sin on my heart and God comes back or if I die for some reason, I mean, I'm lost eternally. So oh. that th- those prayers before I went to sleep, boy, oh, I had to nail goodness. it, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, so combine that with OCD and you have to make sure every oh, every gosh. every box is checked yeah. and every, you know, T is crossed. Yeah. I could see where Dude, that was it, it crazy. Was, yeah, it was so frustrating to wake up in high school and to get up and be like, gosh, I just don't. I don't think I said everything right. And I was like, okay, I, I got to do it again. And so I would sit there and I would be reciting the prayer and I'd be like, ah, am I concentrating enough? Am I totally awake oh and focused? Am I, am I sorry? And then I'll, I'll get to the end and I'll be like, okay, I think, I think we're good. I think we're good. Then I'll be walking out to the car and something will pop in my head and say, no, nah, you actually didn't address Jesus. Like you uh, actually said God. And, uh, and then it's just blown, blown away. And I'm like, shit i can't do it now because there's people in the car yeah you got okay this is this is something that i don't uh tell in the book and it was it just happened to to not get in there but this is bonus material oh yeah dude this is hilarious so we're sitting there in german class 
And it's one of those programs to where everybody has headphones on. We're, we're right. listening to people speak German. And uh, so I'm kind of looking around. I'm like, cool, everybody has headphones on. I can work out my salvation <laughs> right now. So I'm oh. seriously sitting there. And I'm like, Lord, please oh. forgive me of my sins. God, oh. please, Jesus, please. I, I want to be a Christian. I want to be saved. And I'm saying all this stuff verbally. Oh. I look over and the class pothead is sitting there with his <laughs> headphones off because he's like, F this. I'm not listening to this German stuff. And he is scared <laughs> to death. He's sitting there like, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. What's going on? What's going on? Oh, and, my goodness. I mean. I, I didn't know him, and so we had never talked about that, right, ever. Right. Like, he didn't say, hey, what the hell were you doing? Right. And I didn't go up to him and say, hey, man, I got to explain some stuff. So it was just, I'm sure he tells, you know, when he's a grandfather, he's going to say, <laughs> one time I was in German class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but bondage is the right word for that. I mean, yeah, that yeah. that that is. What, what was it that began to, to work itself out so that that wasn't, that form of Jesus following, which isn't yeah. following Jesus at all, how did that begin to change for you? Yeah, well, I think that's that's a tricky question that I haven't completely um, figured out. And I think why that is, is there seriously, like the, the root of it all was the mental illness. And so I, I was so convinced that my problems were spiritual, and so I needed to work stuff out spiritually, and then I would be okay mentally. Oh, then, I would, then I would, yeah. because I didn't, I, I didn't realize that depression was it. I just thought that there was stuff going on that I was just kind of a sad person, but that was because I didn't have enough faith. And so oh. all this stuff I was so convinced was spiritual. But bottom line is, let's just say I started taking Zoloft in high school, and my chemicals started being balanced. I would have definitely started thinking a little more correctly. Now, yeah. I do think that along the way, I, I had to come to, uh, you know, to a place where I'm like, wait a second, God wants to save me. Like if the God of the Bible is true, he actually want like he's not going to like disqualify me on a technicality. I mean, he's if he's omniscient, then he knows everything I've ever thought. And so he knows <laughs> that I'm petrified of being separated from him. So a loving father is like that dude knows like that dude is acknowledging me, period. Right, right, he's mine. Right. I mean, I, I think it's way more simple. I don't even know if I believe in uh, a necessary. I mean, this is how far I've come. I don't know if somebody needs to sit there and say a sinner's prayer. I think that uh, salvation can happen in many different ways. You know, I, I definitely don't believe in like a, a magic word formula. So. Right, right. Yeah, that is that is quite the journey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and it really does make sense. Wait, are you guys laughing at me or with me? Oh, no, we're no, I we're with we're with. OK, um, I'm just wondering if you're eating pizza right now, too. Nope, nope. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I think that there is that, because um, I'm just, I, I can't help but kind of share a bit of the same uh, journey and skepticism towards the inauthenticity, towards the mm -hmm. pretense, towards the no room for people that are currently struggling. Every story right. has to be about victory, oh, you yeah. know, years ago. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and so I just, man, I resonate with that. Um, if you were going to talk to, you know, we've, we've got loads of folks who are, uh, in process with mental illness. Um, what would you say? What would you, what would, what would, if you were sitting across from somebody and they're just looking at you and telling, they're telling you their story. Oh, uh, dude, I, I would say buy my book, please. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got a curriculum available. Right. Um, right. <laughs> that's right. That's, there's a video, small group guide. Yep. All right, so this is going to sound very pastoral of me. and Look uh, out, but, look but, out now. But, but I really, this is the honest truth. I The first, like anything outside of this would be very complete, especially what I've already gone through. I mean, the first thing I would want to convey to them is I'm freaking sorry as anything that you're going through this because I know it is hell. I mean, yeah. it is just miserable. Like, I know you are living out a literal hell, and I'm sorry. I mean, I really am sorry. It really sucks. And that would be, I think, my starting point. Yep. You know, because yep. uh, bottom line is, I, I, you know, I, I literally counseled with a lady who knew that I had struggled, and she was sharing her struggles with me. And um, I didn't know at the time, but she was struggling to the point where when she left my office, 
uh, she ended up in a psychiatric treatment oh, center. I, I, wow. I, I, I totally could have been like, whoa, what did I say so bad to her? But bottom line is, I mean, she was at such a level to where, sure, it probably gave her somewhat of a sense of a small sense of relief that I was opening up to her about my struggles. But bottom line, she was at a point where I could not help her. I mean, that would be like yeah. me sitting with yeah. someone who has crazy diabetes and thinking I can help them by saying something to them. It's no, pronounced diabetes. <laughs> diabetes, yes, yes. <laughs> My diabetes. But yes, Sorry, that's, I, that's I exactly seen right. I have Wolford Brimley in a long time. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. No, but that's, but that, but that's absolutely right. There, you, there are some things we can't, a simple prayer isn't going to fix right. or a good conversation isn't going to resolve. Yeah. So that's huge. That's mm -hmm. huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and you do in the book, even though it's the raw, you know, parts of your story, you do in the book with, okay, so if if you're living with a loved one that's wrestling or if you are wrestling, yeah. here's here's some good stuff. Yeah. Um so so we're grateful, man. We're grateful for you. We're grateful for the space you occupy and mm -hmm. uh you know, we um we totally affirm uh, just not that you need it from us, but we, we are, cause I can't imagine all your peers are thrilled with, with, right. uh, with what's going on. Yeah. Um, but we're fans. And, uh, w one of the things that we've found ourselves in is, is some similar spaces on the West coast of yeah. realizing that there aren't a lot of, of, of people who are known as pastors, uh, speaking about some of the most pressing stuff going on. Right. And, yeah. uh, there's this kind of this, um, this image, I think, that is presented on social media and wherever, where it's just like, you know, it's just going to be just going to be devotional words today. We're never going to yeah. we're never going to get beyond that. So so we're grateful. We're grateful yeah. for you. So well, Fundamentalist thanks. comes out sometime in November. Yep. And it's yep. through Pe Bad Christian Publishing. Yep. Yep. And uh, it's called BC Words um, is our <laughs> is our DIY publishing company. <laughs> and people can actually uh, pre-order right now by going to fundamentalistpastor.com and we've got uh, uh, I, I, I think somewhat of a funny video a quick little description uh, Toby Morrell lead singer of Emory is going to do an audio uh, book of it and yeah. so yeah we're, we're kind of excited we're did you excited have to just... buy did you have to buy that domain name from a southern baptist preacher oh man it was available <laughs> what yeah, was, what oh, i cannot believe oh, it oh my man. goodness unreal could not believe it yep hey you guys I'll, I'll end with this story you guys are gonna kick out of this so matt you know we're uh we're at a level now. I mean, we're we're dude, we're big shots, man. We got people writing stuff for us. We've I like arrived. It. I like it. No, I like but it. <laughs> we, so uh, Matt didn't even write this email, but um, you know, he signed off on it, and so it's it's sitting right there. Matt Carter, the emails from there. So a family member of mine got an email from Matt Carter, and it's basically saying Joey came out with a book. He talks about you know how he said the sinner's prayer a thousand times, how he thought he had stunted the growth of his penis and all this stuff. <laughs> this family member texts me, and they're being 100%. I mean, they're just so concerned. They said, we just received an email from your friend, Matt. You would not believe what he is saying about you. <laughs> <laughs> And so I immediately thought that they got like like his email had been hacked or something. And so I, I, I was just like, well, can you forward it to me? They forwarded it. And it was like, that's the mass email that we're sending oh. out. So that that is actually kind of hard. Sorry to um, disappoint that, you, but that's actually all true. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That that is hard because there is an older generation they cannot understand the value in that sort of transparency, mm -hmm. especially in the South. I mean, there's stuff you just don't talk about. Right. right. And uh, for, for me to look at those people and say, hey, you're messed up, that's stupid. That's just how they were brought up. Like right. they cannot put their mind in a place to think of anything good that can come out of that sort of openness. That's the kind of stuff you keep to yourself or with close people. And so that's hard because I have people in my family that fall under that line of thinking and I don't I don't want to hurt them right. I mean but you know yeah. it's definitely not worth avoid avoiding to put the book out to you know pacify people that don't even necessarily need to read it right that's mm -hmm. good dude that's yeah. good anything you want to add Andy um yeah you know like Mike gives me a hard time about it but yeah for sure you know I I, I think not not only like sure I'm, an, I'm a fan in the no, I'm jealous yeah it's not a hard time it's out of jealousy <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm totally a fan in the entertainment like kind of you know space of like everything that you guys have done an accomplishment uh, and accomplished but 
Um, more than anything, I, I think I, I just offer a huge thank you to you guys because I, I really truly think that you guys are pioneering um, a particular space that in a way has given us similar permission to enter it as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I've been listening to uh, the Bad Christian podcast, you know, for, I mean, probably almost two years now. I mean, I think started yeah. in on the first, uh, you know, two, 20 episodes when, when you guys started. And I felt like, you know, where, where we were working before in a mega church, it was like, gosh, these guys are actually saying everything we're all thinking. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's so refreshing to hear people having a conversation about it without all these definitive terms of, of this. But like, man, like if there could it just got me excited to think about like, well, you know, I'd love to find a place in a way that we get to push Mike into that space because Mike has shared a lot of these same similar thoughts for a long time. Yeah. Are you talking about me? Yeah, I'm talking about you. Oh, okay. And it's okay. it's kind of like, know. you know, I've been I've worked with Mike now for around kind of that same time period that you know, I started listening to you guys and was working with him. And I'm like, oh, there's just. There just seems like there's this time coming when this will actually be able to happen. And when we stepped yeah. into this and started doing this podcast, we, we felt that same amount of permission come in from folks that just jumped on the stuff that we were talking about. And so yeah. I kind of um, I just respect you guys so much and, uh, you know, feel like we exist in this peer space. And I'm like, man, I just yeah. it's it's nice to feel like in a way we are totally bigger, you know, bigger than something than ourselves. And we're, we're just giving a small contribution to a much larger conversation that we feel is changing things and moving things. And, um, you know, just say, you know, keep going, keep pushing and, and keep doing what you guys are doing. I think you're doing a really great thing. Andy has Sweet, never man. used that, that many words in affirmation of anything else <laughs> ever. True. But secondly, but secondly, I, I don't. Yeah. I I think there's a generational thing too. I mean, yeah. you raise the older generation, and I, I almost feel like the job of Gen Xers. I don't know if you agree with this, is to kind of translate the the faith of our parents into a generation that 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 is separated by the largest cultural gap mm. um, in the history of the planet in terms of not shared values and not shared priorities and massively different worldview. And, and it's kind of like Xers. Uh, our role is almost to be translators because we kind of understand both worlds in ways. Right. Um, I, I get some of the older generation stuff and right. I get some of the millennial stuff. And so I see I see the gift as as being translators uh, bridging a cultural divide hmm. that yeah. uh, could not be bridged otherwise yeah so take that I to, I, that's profound I, i'm gonna have to think on that my friend Whoa. i'm gonna have to let that i'm gonna have to let that incubate a little bit and then i'll unpack it with you yeah. later okay absolutely <laughs> all right man thanks for your time we appreciate you i'll okay. just say real fast just what's the uh the, the last couple things where people can find you and uh hear more about what you're working on all right, so people can go to fundamentalistpastor.com and pre-order the book. And there's there's better better deals right now to pre-order it. And, you know, two, two things here, and I think you guys are right when you say we're occupying similar space. When, when you actually do say, hey, you know what, I can spare $7 for a digital copy of a book, you're not only buying a book, you're also saying, hey, I— I, I believe in how people are conveying information. I think it's important, so I'm going to support it. Because, you know, bottom line is the more these sorts of podcasts and books and music and all that stuff is supported, the more that's going to come from it. Yeah. So it, it, really yeah. is, it really is significant to decide, okay, I'm actually going to buy it. And I imagine the old lady in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, who Googles, you know, searching for a fundamentalist pastor <laughs> and, and lands and lands on that on that site is just going to is not going to have a good day. Let's just massive, let's just put it massive that heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So go ahead and wrap us. Andy. Awesome. Right, Joey, thanks. thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. Hey, thank you. all Got it. Wow. There, there it was. <laughs> so so. Again, I mean, this is why Bad Christian and, and their whole, you know, their whole thing is loved in a lot of quarters and reviled in, in other quarters mm -hmm. because, um, as he said, I mean, I, I think there, there are loads of people who don't understand uh, the value of being so open. Mm -hmm. And so I love that we got into that, um, why that matters and why that, why that seems significant. And, um, and, and so, uh, you know, we're, we're thrilled with, uh, with, uh, uh, having the opportunity to get to know a, a bit of him differently right. than the bad Christian side of the pastor with no answer side. It's, it's interesting to hear, um, his journey. And, and again, if you, if you pick up the book, you're going to get it in, 
you know, massive spades in terms of just <laughs> like, well, you got a taste. So, yeah, you got a taste. So of it. it's more of that. Um, so anyway, we're we're uh, we're thrilled to be in year two with you all, and uh, we can't we cannot even begin to tell you how humbled mm-hmm. um, we are, how uh, awestruck I am that we get to do this, um, mm-hmm. and that you've you've tuned in. Right. Well, and let me let me make a comment about that. Like that's you know with having Joey on uh, specifically, and as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, like I made the recommendation to Mike, like yeah, like check this podcast out if if you want to kind of imagine what it's like to enter into a space where we talk about um, Jesus issues, Christian issues, the church issues, you know, I'm like, these guys are doing it in a pretty overt um, way, but I I think that there's some value there. And for me, I'm just saying a big public thank you for bad Christian to pioneer this because before them there, to my knowledge and what I found, there wasn't um, this alternative voice going there and and it's not for everybody for sure. I mean, there's times where even I'm like, "Ah, I don't really want to listen to this, you know? And so I'll switch to something else, but time and time again, I'm going back to it and listening to these three guys guys you know go at it and sure there's a level of entertainment to it there's a lot of fun to it but the things that they're saying have such a sense of reality and it's genuine and i'm like i can't deny that because i'll go and listen to something else that's around the christian space and i'm like i just something just doesn't it's joel just, osteen yeah like when i click on joel i just I'm like you know there's something else here that i'm just, I just not can't, getting. I can't i can't feed the beast maybe it's the brillo haircut i, oh, I just don't so handsome i just don't know but you know that's um anyways i'm just giving you know more props in that direction saying keep going i i would say that because of the success of their show and some of their extended shows i think that has allowed us to step into this space with a bit more like you know hey we're we're, we're not as afraid to be the only ones and, talking about yeah. this there's other and, folks talking about this stuff. and we know that there's a hunger right yeah for for people to be real and uh and to talk about real stuff yeah Absolutely. so so we're very grateful for you we're very grateful if if you liked hearing um and you like the approach of what what Joey was doing, then yeah, you should check out Bad Christian and and uh, you should check out uh, Pastor with No Answers. If you don't, mm-hmm. then you will not like those podcasts because <laughs> um, uh, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of that. It's a lot of raw processing. Yeah. Um, so all that is to say, my brothers and my sisters, uh, we're grateful for you, and uh, and we're very humbled that we get to do this. So so in the car or at at work or in the gym. Um, or falling asleep gently to the sound of the silky voice. Uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you peace. Or in the words of Mr. Spock, live long and prosper. Till next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Vox Podcast. Learn more about us at voxpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Vox Podcast. And as always, comment, share, and interact with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash official Mike Geary. 